Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Well, hello. Welcome to the uh, the Tennis Podcast. Yeah, that's that's uh, about how enthusiastic I feel about this emergency podcast too. This time it's serious. Catherine, because uh, this isn't just Petra Kvitova, semi-finalist predictor, who's let me down and gone out in the first round. Juan Martin Del Potro, US Open champion of 2009, man in whom I put so much faith, has gone out as well in the second round. What is going on? What's going on, David, is I think you've put the curse on people. Right. So that's how it works, is it? <laughs> well, well, I have to say, as much as I was scathing or implicitly scathing of your prediction uh, of Juan Martino Potro to win, I certainly was not predicting him to go out in the second round. I, On I the contrary, what you were that. actually saying, you actually said, that sounds like a banana skin. Well, yeah, this is the, I, could, I, could, I could claim that anybody that heard any slight sarcasm um or a slight sardonic tone in my voice on yesterday's emergency or two days ago's emergency podcast um were misled and actually there was none of that but no i'm i'm going to be honest and say i did i really didn't think that was a banana skin and i am surprised um as much as i wasn't predicting him as the eventual winner i i wasn't predicting him to go out to batista augusta in the second round and um well, I'm a bit torn, really, because I want Del Potro to do well, but I am enjoying this moment rather a lot also. Great. <laughs> OK, well, that's that dealt with. <laughs> um, uh, well, it was a funny old day, wasn't it, yesterday? I mean, finally, they they decided to, to invoke this extreme heat policy and I think the, the roof ca- or the, the, the word came through at 1.53pm that this was all happening and, and uh, matches stopped at the end of sets roofs came over but poor old Maria Sharapova was only halfway through a set at that point she had to play, play about another 12 games in that excruciating heat she did extremely well I, I was quite worried about her yeah I, I, I Absolutely. It had shades of that final between uh, Martina Hingis and Jennifer Capriati, which actually was the catalyst for bringing in the the 
the the policy that exists in the women's game of, of uh, once you reach a certain temperature, you, the women are granted a a, a ten minute break. I think in between sets, it certainly had shades of that, and it was a slightly uncomfortable experience to watch that. And um, yeah, certainly seeing I, I didn't see Ivan Dodic's match, um, but certainly seeing um, the comments afterwards that's an uncomfortable situation as well now you now you were there you were you've experienced the heat firsthand or the, the, you did experience the heat firsthand yesterday did you for you was it hotter than two days ago when there was the controversy about the extreme heat policy not being invoked was there a notable difference uh, or was this so a response to, to the uproar that there was in in some parts about the policy not being invoked two days ago i think i think there is a third um possibility which is that it is cumulative and that they start to worry about a the heat that builds up in courts and also the heat that players have had to withstand to that point um that certainly seemed to be part of the explanation given uh, by the doctor yesterday uh, as to why they, they closed the roof. The problem is that there's so, such a, a dearth of information mm. in terms of how they finally decide, mm. right, it's time to, to, to invoke this rule, that it becomes very difficult for us and, and it just becomes a guessing game from our side. Uh, and... Not to say that that isn't a valid factor and one that they shouldn't be taking into account in some way, but it suddenly starts to sound very unscientific when you start talking about it in those terms, doesn't it? And sort of, oh, you know, they've had this for a few days now and you sort of want to feel like it's a, a scientific, very quantifiable approach where, right, it is this hot, that's too hot, you know, medically, um you know, doing a risk assessment of, of what the human body can 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 stand. I just am slightly uncomfortable be, with it being as subjective as it is at the moment. And that's not a reflection of, of the decision makers, because I think they're doing the best job they can. And I don't think any wrong decisions have been made. I just think it, when you've got a subjective a system as appears to be in place there's obviously going to be uproar from from some commentators i think well catherine one thing that we did receive as a result of the heat policy being invoked is a siesta in the afternoon it wasn't like i went off for a, a little nap and put my feet up but what it did mean is that there were, was no play on the outside courts in the afternoon in the the real heat of the day and everybody then came back in the evening session under the light. She had 15 simultaneous matches going on all around the grounds. It was an absolutely sensational atmosphere out there. Why on earth don't we do that all the time? It'd be, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Why is a night session purely the privilege of those that get to play on the show courts? I mean, especially during the week when, you know, crowds-wise, I don't think there's any doubt you could fill night sessions on the majority of courts if you did extend it sort of tournament wide or at least a lot wider than it currently stands at the moment you know people during the day people are supposed to be at work aren't they generally speaking I think that I I absolutely agree if I mean obviously it was a bit of a novelty but it was sensational it was there is something special about a night session and I don't think that is purely because you only get it on one or two courts per night I think that's just something about playing under the lights and the atmosphere and and why should it be the privilege of the few 
I absolutely, I, I agree with that. And I think it was a fantastic advertisement. I'm going to go and see Craig Tiley, tournament director here. We're going to get this off the ground. It's too good. It was fantastic last night. Well, do you know what? They they do pride themselves on being the most forward-thinking slam and the one that's ahead of the game, I suppose, because I, I, I think it's sort of... They are very conscious of counteracting the fact that they don't have the history of the other slams and they try and do that by, as I say, staying ahead of the game uh, and, and being one step ahead. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was something that they considered yeah, absolutely. Look to do hey, in the Catherine, look at the draw now. It's getting exciting. It's starting to take shape. The men's draw, I'm looking at it now. Rafael Nadal against Gael Monfils at the top of the draw there. What's going to happen there? Uh, Rafael Nadal's going to win. That's what's going to happen there. I think it will be three sets, I'm afraid, Gail. Oh, OK. Isn't, yeah. it, isn't it? Come on, isn't it going to be exciting? Yeah, I think they could be three close sets. I think there could be a couple of tight set, sets in there, but I do think Rafa will I yeah I think it'll be a straight sets victory yeah all right then uh winner of that will play Donald Young or Kane Ishikori uh, Nishikori guided by Michael Chang and Donald Young getting a five set win yesterday against Andrea Seppi so well done to him you know I mean it's uh he's much maligned isn't he Donald Young because uh he has rather failed to deliver on his promise as a as, as a junior but um you know he's in the round three and I wonder whether he can give Nishikori a run for his money. I'd still say Nishikori in four. What do you think? I'd still say Nishikori too, but I'm chuffed to see Donald Young there because I I do feel for him. I mean, the the poison chalice of being tipped as a junior and he was tipped as much as it's possible for somebody to be tipped. I mean, I remember seeing him uh, practising with John McEnroe. He was a 14-year-old at the US Open in 2000 and four it must have been and you know that that experience you know he was so touted at such a young age that that John McEnroe was was deigning to uh to have a hit with him and he's he's out there and and he's now a grinder on the tour isn't he and um I think it's fantastic to see him still having the guts and the the grit I suppose to um to come through matches like that However, yeah. ha- having sung his praises, I do, I do think he's going to lose to Nishikori. Sorry, Donald. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> fun to watch, Every though. respect. He's, he's, a, he's a left-hander and he plays he a little is. bit like Marcelo Rios. Yeah, yeah, he's Rios-esque. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, next one in the draw, Catherine. Milos Rajanic against Gregor Dimitrov, who was a straight sets winner. Both of them won in three last night. Who's winning that? I think Dimitrov's winning that. I do. I, this is it. Oh, this Catherine. is the, this is when he's going to get through to a fourth round. I just you never learn, do you? I just but you, this ties in perfectly. It's it's the perfect alignment of my blinkered faith in Grigor Dimitrov and my total lack of faith, I suppose, in Milos Raonic being a top player. Not uh, not a disrespect to him. I think he's a very solid, decent top ten player. I don't think Raonic he's an is the ultimate player, professional, though, Catherine. I mean, he's you a know, professional, he, he, but I think of all of the sort of top, uh, of all of the sort of higher ranked players that Dimitrov could have faced in this round, I think Raonic would have been one of his preferences. Had he had he had a list to choose from. I suspect Rowan would have been near the top. 
Wow. Well, I, I hope they put that on a decent court because that would be quite something to witness, wouldn't it? But it's in the half of the draw that features all the big names, so I doubt if it'll get much of a showing, really. Uh, next in the uh, list, I think Dimitrov's going to win as well, by the way. There we are. Oh, uh, do you? Do yeah, you? Let me stick my neck on the line first and then... Well, you know, absolutely. Jump, I mean, jump on the bandwagon. Now, hold on. Uh, given that I quite want Dimitrov to win, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Ryan that she's going to win so that I can try and help Grigor out a bit there. Um, Benoit Pair against uh, Roberto Bautista Agut. I'm giving no prediction there because I've, I'm in a mood with Bautista Agut. Um, Benoit Pair. Uh, hang on uh, a second. And you what? should be in a mood with Benoit Pair because you predicted Nick Kyrgios to beat him. I'm sorry and to he was, point that he out, was so but it, that did happen. I, I said in four sets, and he was so close to doing him, wasn't he? I know, but I, I predicted he'd lose in four sets. I predicted it'd be a, a close Incorrectly, because it was five. Yeah, but if I think this is what uh, I think is, this is what would go down as a points victory. Yeah, we need to f- we need to figure out a system. Yeah, we need we need to finesse winners, yeah. don't we? Okay, we right. do. We'll, we'll we do. Uh, Murray's going to beat Lopez um, in the next bit of the draw, isn't he? No yeah, it, the, Lo- I'm afraid Lopez just does not trouble him one bit, does no, he? No. Stefan Robert against Martin Kleizan, potential last 16 match with uh, Murray, the winner of those two. Um, so Cle- really, Kleizan for me in that one. Yeah, really, you should expect um, Murray to come through that section, really, shouldn't you? And then it's, and then it's most likely either Songa or Federer but Gilles Simon against Songa uh, and in the third round and, and Simon has had two five set wins including beating Marin Cilic yesterday yeah how do you so, think uh, Goran Ivanovic is reflecting on being a coach at the moment well I'm going to keep my head out of the way out of uh, Goran you know He's uh, he's been carrying a racket round, and he might look for something <laughs> hard to uh, smash it against. So I think we're uh, agreed on that. I think frustrating. I think is the conclusion. Yes. Yeah, I imagine so. So that was late last night. Lower half of the draw. Top Thomas Burditch in the top half of the draw. Hey, have you seen that he's wearing a blue and white striped shirt? I have, but. Remember that Reading Reading play in a blue and white striped shirt as no, well. No, so. no, 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 no. That's clearly that's a West Bromwich Albion shirt that's been in the wash too many times because he wanted to wear it so often uh, to show his support for the club that it started to fade. And oh, now I'm, worried, uh, I'm worried about how much thought you've given this, David. Yeah, oh, that's that's definitely what's the case. Uh, anyway, Berdich is against the the Bosnian player. I don't know how to pronounce it. Zuma. Um, so we'll watch that one with interest. Um, lower down in that section, Jeremy Shardy against David Ferrer. That could be pretty spectacular. Ferrer hasn't exactly looked uh, convincing so far. He's had a couple of four-setters. Uh, Stan Vavrinka has got a, a walkover against Vasek Pospisil, who's unfortunately had to retire from the tournament. Yeah, um, real shame, that. Vavrinka, I think, is is coming through. I think he's going to to end up playing... Djokovic in the quarters. Um, oh, wouldn't that be great? That would be excellent, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think he's going to come through as well, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's. The, I mean, this tournament feels like it's heading for a monster second week. Yeah, that it would is, be. Isn't it? A, yeah, it really does feel that way. And Serena Williams against Daniela Hantikova today. Winner to meet either Stosa or Ivanovic. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about Stoza against Ivanovic, though. I'd love to see no. Serena and Stoza, but that uh, does worry me a bit. Stoza was good yesterday against Peronkova, or two she, days ago. She was. Shaky opening. I watched the first couple of games and I thought, oh, no. 
um she just she just didn't look convincing and it's so awful to see her not look convincing because it's just so purely mental and you so feel for her because she, she's she's so strong and she's so admirable and just to visibly see what the the nerves and the situation does to her is 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 tough really so i oh i i i like ivanovic but i i desperately want stoza to win through that and um to get her match up with serena because i actually think she would perform better against serena than she potentially will against ivanovic hmm interesting interesting well i think i think i mean let's be honest she's got a good record or in terms of at least a, she has registered a big match win at the u.s open final so it's all still to play for this is the final day catherine of the big heat um and my word walking around the press room everybody is just looking forward to tomorrow counting down like they're coming up to christmas eve because <laughs> it's going to drop in half the temperature it is crazy the melbourne climate isn't it what's it going to drop to tomorrow it's going to go to 21 degrees from 42 that's that's insane that's insane can't where is the happy middle ground i ask you i mean i got off the plane and uh, i i was wearing a wearing a jumper and a coat and i zipped it up when i got off the plane and that was 10 in the morning three days later you know i mean you can barely breathe because it's so hot i'll tell you what it's a it's a difficult climate to pack for <laughs> yeah it sure is yeah no, absolutely. and your and, and your clothes take up a lot room a lot more room in a case than mine do what are you saying i'm i'm saying you, you your clothes are of a larger size that's very true Le- lengthwise uh, not breadthwise dear listener mammoth clothes absolutely i can only <laughs> fit one pair i can't actually pack any shoes i just wear my shoes and that's it i have to wear all weather shoes basically you'd um, have to have a separate suitcase for each, each pair of shoes if you took spares yeah, that's right i have to have a separate plane um, <laughs> anyway that is the end of the most excruciating uncomfortable emergency tennis podcast in history but I'm through it, Catherine. I'm through the other side. And now my predictions start to look better. Hey, at least your made any, woeful like predictions didn't involve the words foregone conclusion. That no, is something that is something right. to 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 take comfort from, I think. Yeah. I do you know what? I think Nadal's gonna meet uh, Djokovic in the final. I I'll stick with that. Right. That's <laughs> bold of you, David. That's very I know. bold. Djokovic, who? Hang on a second. While while we're uh, we're at chastening experiences, I should probably correct my mistake a couple of podcasts ago of calling Novak Djokovic the world number one. Oh dear, that was terrible. I know what a rookie that. error. I know it's because yeah. I, well, I'm not going to try and defend it. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm, every, I'm sure Rafa was listening because we know he listens every week, and I'm sure he had his head in his hands. And I'm sorry, Rafa. I know. And one Martine. <sighs> Maybe next time. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 